Welcome to Unlocked, where we talk about unlocking the potential of you, the people you do life with, and humanity as a whole. At the time of this recording, I'm offering all of you, yes, my lovely listeners, a free 15-minute communication coaching call. You come with a problem, I give you a solution. My calendar link is going to be in the show notes, so you can check that out. I'm so, so stoked to have Dave Anderson on the show today. If you don't know Dave, you should. Um, he is probably one of the best soundbite masters I've ever met. So you're going to hear so many great soundbites out of this interview. You're going to want to get a pen and paper, or if you're driving, just go back later and listen to it or watch it or whatever and write these things down. Because there, I was trying to do it the whole time I'm doing this interview, just like jot and jot and jot. And I don't think I got them all. So I'm going to have to rewatch it so I can so I can get all these, these sound bites down. Dave, has spoken in 20 different countries across the world. His his influence is in 145 different company, countries. He's written 15 books. He just has a new one out called Intentional Mindset that you've got to get your hands on that walks through a process of, of developing intentional an intentional mindset and structured out for you over 70 days to help you build that. And we're gonna talk about that in the interview. So I'm really excited. Let's get ready to talk to Dave. Let's do it. Welcome to the show, Dave. It's good to have you. Hey, thank you for having me, Scott. Looking forward to it. Yeah, this is going to be good. I Your bio just blows my mind. Um, I've, I've had different authors on the show uh, over the past few months and um, but I don't know if I've had one that's written 15 books. So this, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. You must like writing books. Well, either that or it means I'm getting really old. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. a combination of both, yeah. but I do in this last one, I didn't plan on being able to write last year, but when the shutdown happened, our business got shut down for a number of months. It created a great opportunity to get it off the drawing board and, and to put it out there. So I enjoy it. And then I really like going out and speaking on those topics and helping others put it to practice. Very cool. Let's talk about the the title, right? First of all, um, it's all about that mental toughness, that developing that killer instinct. Um, why, why, why did you pick that for this one? Is it something you've covered in the past? Is this a new topic for you? But it's all about being intentional. So talk about that. You know, intentional mindset, I was on a, an interview earlier today and they said, you know, what do you mean by intentional? And it's really about being on purpose, being more purposeful with keeping your thinking right. And this one, this book, Scott, really builds off my last one. I did a book called Unstoppable, which really talked about developing the right mindset, being being more careful of what you let into your mind and and being more consistent, making fewer excuses, you know, just doing something every day to really stop leaving it up for grabs for the news and for social media and all the nonsense to hijack it and to get control of it. Because the fact is, it doesn't matter how great your skills, your knowledge, your talent, or your experience, if your thinking isn't right, those things aren't going to be activated to the level that they should. And so that book did well, but I wanted to take it to another level and I wanted to zero in on killer instinct and mental toughness, two different things. And I talk about 10 different traits in the book that you can intentionally develop that will help strengthen and fuel 
killer instinct and mental toughness. So this one is a more specific in-depth version of unstoppable. So let's, let's talk about mental toughness, killer instinct. We hear about grit, right? Um, how do you relate those? Do you, do you talk about those ever in conjunction with each other? Is there a difference? Yeah, I do. And I break them apart, you know, because some people have killer instinct, but don't have a lot of mental toughness. Some people have mental toughness. They don't have killer instinct. That's very strong. People use those two terms like they're synonyms and they're not. I use it. I, I explain it this way. Killer instinct gets you started. Mental toughness gets you finished. Killer instinct is about attacking goals. It's about changing things, taking risks. And, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you, the term gets used a lot in sports. And I work with some athletes and with some sports teams. But, hey, if you've got a student trying to make an A, they're going to have to have some killer instinct. If you have someone that is trying to start a business or is trying to get promoted or maybe somebody that is alone, somebody walked out of their life and they're looking for somebody new. They can't just sit around and wait always for something to happen. So it's very applicable. Uh, someone trying to get a, a new martial arts rank, you know, go from a red belt to a black belt. And then mental toughness is sticking with it because a lot of people are starting things, but they don't finish. They're starting the diet, they sign up for the gym, they begin the foreign language, they start to read the book, they start to write the book. They have this idea for a business that's on the blackboard and never gets put into place. And so mental toughness helps you fight through the setbacks, the disappointments, the delays, the defeats to get to that goal. So you need both. I mean, some people are already starting. Now, other people, you can't get them started. It's like you got to set their chair on fire to see some life out of them. But once they get on it, they're on it. All right, they're like that starving dog on a pork chop bone. They are gonna just gnaw every last morsel. So they've got great mental toughness. It's just hard to get them out of the gates. So we need both. It's not an either or. These are supplements, not substitutes for each other. So say I suck at one of those. Let's just say, right? Of course I don't, Dave. Of course I'm amazing at no, both no, of them. No, you right? wouldn't be of doing course. this. <laughs> of course. Oh, but but let's say I suck at one of them. Is it something I can develop? Is that something I can learn? Is Or it, am I just like out of luck and I need to find somebody else maybe that complements that, right? Oh, you can definitely be, if you're intentional, you, you can definitely develop these. I mean, you'd never see on a birth certificate, you know, low killer instinct or high mental toughness or positive or negative or high energy or slugger. These are things we become by choices we make. And, you know, mental toughness and killer instinct, we're all born with enough of it to cry when we're hungry and to keep screaming until we're fed. And the culture we grow up in, the way we're raised, these things can help develop some of that. I mean, if we're pampered, if our parents remove all the struggle from our lives, uh, that can put us at a great disadvantage. We haven't learned how to fight through things, how to earn things, how to persist. So a lot of it is part of how we're raised, where we're raised and so forth. But ultimately we're responsible for it. You get to the point to where I need to get better at this. And so how do you do it? Well, the one key thing that gets talked about a lot, although it's not always connected to killer instinct and mental toughness is getting really clear about your reasons, really clear about your why. You know, Simon Sinek has written and talked a lot about the why, but it's not a new concept. The why basically answers two questions. Why do you get up in the morning? And why should anybody else even care that you get up in the morning? In other words, what do you want for yourself and who's counting on you to come through? And if those reasons aren't 
compelling, if they aren't clear, if they're not relevant, because it will change throughout your life, you're going to be all over the place. You don't have reasons to keep fighting. You don't have reasons to stay consistent. You don't have reasons to learn new things. You don't have reasons to take responsibility and stop making excuses. But the stronger your why, the more you fuel both killer instinct and mental toughness. Now, there are many other things you can do, but this is where it starts. If you don't have something worth fighting for, you're not going to fight. If you don't have something worth fighting for, you're not going to start in the first place. Probably the most popular thing we have on our on our website is a free booklet. It's the Y booklet. You can download it and you work through it. And it has five different categories of your life that help you really think about and clarify your why. I read mine every morning. I mean, before I go to work, before I leave the house, I review it every morning and I get crystal clear about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because now, now I'm clear on my reasons and I don't give myself the option not to do the things I need to do as I would if I didn't have those reasons. So that that's where it starts. You do that on a, you said you do that on a daily basis. You have a oh, daily, yeah. I mean, a daily why, or are you saying you yeah, look at your big you know, why? It's, it's, it's my overall why. All right. But then what does that look like today? Part of my daily routine, I, I, I do a lot. I mean, I'm big on this. I've been doing it for many years. I keep adding things. And so I don't watch the morning news. I don't read the morning newspaper. I don't let that stuff take a dump on my mindset. I'm, I'm aware. I'm not obsessed with world events. All right. I can't control that stuff. I need to focus on what I can control. How can I get stronger, wiser, better? How can I help other people? So I have to be intentional to get my mind right. I can't leave it up for grabs. Again, the intentional word. You know, if you're going to get in shape, you got to be intentional, right? You got to follow a process. You don't do five push-ups every once in a while and declare yourself fit for life. There's things you got to start doing, things you got to stop doing. You have to do it over time. Why would we think the mind is any different? But most people are not intentional. So this is part of my intentional routine. I have a number of devotionals I read in the morning. I review my affirmations. I review my why. I fill out a gratitude journal. But I break it down. I have what I call a daily landing place. These are the four essential priorities I've got to execute today that are going to move me closer to that why. I may have 40 things I've got to do, but if I don't know what the four biggest are, I limit it to four, not 14, not 24. If everything's important, nothing's important, right? So if I could only do four things today, they would be most predictive of taking me to where I want to go. What would they be? And they may change every day. So I'm reviewing my why, the big picture, and then I'm looking, what does that look like today? And I'm talking about activities, not outcomes. I don't focus much on outcomes. I focus on the activities and the outcomes start to take care of themselves. And so that's a daily thing. And now when I get to work, I know what to attack. I see people come into work, Scott, they don't know where to start. They're walking around with their coffee like a game show host for the first 45 minutes, looking for the bagels or donuts, just talking, you know, small talk about what they heard on the news. And they're just wasting this time. And now they have to spend more time at work trying to get done what they would have got done if they were actually working on the right things in the first place. So I know what to attack. And the reason I call it my landing place is if I get off track, which I do, stuff happens. I have a place to go back and land. So it's a great focus tool. And when when and I have a very strong why, it's very clear. It's changed a lot over the years. But it doesn't give me the option to make excuses like I used to. It doesn't give me the option not to do things that I need to do, but I just don't feel like doing them, so I'm not going to do them. It, it strips those options away. And most people give themselves too many options. And if you give yourselves too many options, you're going to do the wrong things with a lot of those options. You said a lot of good things. And <laughs> you know, I just... I was all over the place this morning. I, I actually just, you know, had a quick bite before we got our interview. And I was, I actually had that thought in my head. I said, 
man, I was floundering this morning. Like, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I accomplished. I mean, I just like went all over the place. If I would have had my landing place, you know, I could have focused back on that, but I wasn't, I wasn't super intentional about my day today. I didn't, I mean, I had an interview this morning and then I've got some stuff. I'm going coaching sessions this afternoon, but you know, thinking about that was really interesting that you said that because you, you also said something else. You're not a folk. You're not focused on the outcomes. You're focused on the activities. And I just start, uh, started reading atomic habits uh, by James clear. And uh, he, he, he mentions the same thing. He says, you know, too many of us focus on, I need to lose a hundred pounds, right. right? I need to lose a hundred pounds, but not focused on the, what, what kind of person do I need to be to lose a hundred pounds? Or right. it's not, uh, somebody offers me a cigarette, right? It's not, oh, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to quit, right? I'm trying to quit instead of saying, I'm not a smoker, right? And putting that identity and that mindset and being intentional about that and creating habits that create that. So you've got these habits in the morning, right? Devotionals, yeah. you've got these things that you're doing that establish something for you to take control of your day, be intentional about your day. So then that is a habit that creates outcomes for the rest of the day. It does. And, you know, I'm aware of the outcomes I want to create. I've got very clear goals. I've got, I've got inspiring goals, but if the activities create the outcomes, we need to give disproportionate focus to the activities. First of all, choosing the right ones, not all activities have equal value, right? They, a lot of times we confuse motion for progress. We, we mistake activity for, you know, for accomplishment and, and uh, we mistake speed for direction. I'm going really fast, but it's not necessarily in the right direction. And so it's these handful of key activities. I call it my big four, my landing place. And again, there are 40 things I probably have to do, but man, there's so much power and clarity that when I walk in, I know what to say no to. A lot of people do not know what to say no to. And, and so they're spreading themselves way too thin. They're doing 40 things and leaving a blur and they're not spending enough time on the four or five things that would actually leave a mark. And, and I've become very jealous of my time as I, as I get older. I wish I'd have figured it out as a younger guy. I'm going to be 60 next month. And I was, I, I was into my 40s before I started getting a greater appreciation for time and how precious it is and how I can't get more of it. And, and it's like if someone were to come in my office and they wanted to steal my paintings or my decor or my trophies or whatever, I, I'd fight for those things. I wouldn't let them have it. And, you know, but the fact is I can replace all those things. If they want to come in and take my time, usually we just give it to them. We give it to them on the phone. We give it to them. People with nothing to do want to do it with you. They come into your office and we let people take our time all day and we can't replace it. We'd fight for the stuff that we can replace and we give away freely the stuff that we can't. And it makes no sense. Amen. Wow. That was, that's profound. I love it. Let's talk about performance. You mentioned that, right? Right. What's the difference between just being a good performer or a great performer? We've got different levels of good, better, best, right? And yeah. we've heard that before. We, what's this idea between good and great? How do you distinguish between good and great performers? You know, my book, Unstoppable, I talk about four different levels of performers, undertaker, caretaker, playmaker, game changer. They're kind of self-explanatory, but the two top groups, playmaker and game changer, the primary difference between those two is consistency. 
the game changer does the right things far more consistently and is always looking to do them with greater excellence. A lot of times we always think it's going to take something different to get us where we want to go, sometimes. But very often we're doing the right things, but we've gotten in a rut, we're going through the motions, and we're not doing them as well as we could. We're making those outgoing calls, but we've just gotten into this routine. We're not finding ways to be more engaging, uh, to set better appointments or whatever the case may be. So the game changer is more consistent and is focused more on excellent. Excellent means superior or eminent. A lot of people think that means, okay, if I'm excellent, I have to be superior to you. That, but that, that, that may not be the case at all. I, I can be superior to you performance-wise and still be worse than I used to be. That's not excellence, that's decline. True excellence is being superior to my former self. So I'm continually looking for ways to beat the person I was yesterday. All right, to be my best, not just to be the best, because I'll tell you, if I keep becoming my best, I will be the best. But it can be a very false sense of accomplishment to be the best just because others are not as good as you, not because you're better than you once were. And so the game changer is more consistently bringing excellence and consistency to the table with the things that matter most. That's the separator. But you just can't will your way into consistency. You have, I, I say it's not a matter of will, it's a matter of why. You've got to have a why that, that forces you to be consistent, that doesn't give you the option not to do it. Goes right back to what I said earlier. If your why is strong enough, you'll do it, regardless of whether you feel like it or not. Too many people let their feelings hijack their future. Oh, I didn't feel like doing it, so I didn't do it today. Well, you've got to learn how to subordinate your feelings to your future and have a why that doesn't give you the option not to do what you need to do to get to where you want to go. So consistency is not just luck, it's not just will, it's based in the why, and then constantly looking for ways to do it better. If you'll do that, you never get complacent because there's always ways to improve. You'll stay out of ruts. How can I have a better attitude today than yesterday? How can I handle even that guy that cut me off in traffic yesterday? I don't like the way I handled that. All right, I let him get under my skin. I'll never see him again, and I didn't handle it well. And I had this terrible inner dialogue going on for the next two minutes, and, and I wasted two minutes of my life. How can I handle that better? Or whatever the case may be. How can I, how can I do a better job of keeping a commitment? I broke a commitment. Maybe you say, you know what, I didn't keep a commitment yesterday. And so that's an integrity issue. It's not just that I got busy. It's that I, I said I would do something and I didn't do it. That's become part of my brand. How do I never let that happen again? And so I find that makes life very exciting, but you got to be very intentional. One of the things I do in the book, Intentional Mindset, is I give people 10 traits and they spend a week on each trait and I give them a grading scale. They'll spend a week on attitude. They'll spend a week on competitiveness, primarily competing with who they were the day before. They'll spend a week on, on character, it spells out the acronym accredited, attitude, character, competitiveness, rigor, effort, and so forth. And there's seven aspects of each trait. And they're grading themselves at the end of the day. How did I do here? It's self-reflection. It's evaluating and adjusting. It's watching the game film of your day. It's a very intentional way to improve yourself rather than just, you know, reading a book. So many people get through a book, but they don't get from a book. So I, I created this 70-day course if, for people who want to do it to spend a week on 10 different traits, to take what you learn in the book and really turn it into action. That's what gets us to the next level, not just shots of adrenaline. You know, somebody listens to a podcast, they go to a class, they read a book. That, that To me, that's an event. Events create adrenaline. Process creates change. 
Okay, some of us are just addicted to events. We get that shot of adrenaline, we get that buzz. It's like that Red Bull, right? Red Bull for the mind, and then we crash later because we don't do anything with it. So true. And that's where we get into what are those things that really create, you know, long-lasting behavioral change. And that's when you get into those micro steps, right? As And the, the things that we can do on a micro level that may not make a big change today, but, you know, if I change 1% every day, I'm going to be a lot better and by the end of the year, right? Without a doubt. See, we don't understand the compounding effect of small right activities or small wrong activities because there's not always an immediate consequence for it. It's like if you do a lot of the right stuff today, you're not always rewarded for it today. So that's one reason why people stop doing it. Well, I, I made some prospecting calls. I didn't sell anything. And so prospecting doesn't work for me or whatever. But we, we forget that it, it, these results come over time, not overnight. At the same time, they do the wrong thing. They take a shortcut. They don't keep a commitment. There's not always an immediate consequence. They'd be better off if there were, if something came along and knocked them upside the head and got them back on track. But because there's no immediate consequence, they keep sleeping in. They keep making excuses. They keep blaming other people. They keep bad-mouthing another department. They continue to not work on themselves. Eventually, it catches up with them, too. Not overnight, but over time. The compounding effect is something most people do not understand. And those micro steps you talk about can work for you or against you over time, depending on which steps you're taking. Your next book, number 16, is going to be little tiny phrases that I've heard from Dave Anderson that blew my mind, right? That's going to be your next book. So. And I've gotten them all, I've got them all written down. I'm trying to write as fast as you talk because it's, uh, you've got some awesome, awesome ways of thinking about things that make people go, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And so I, thank you, you know, for that. You know why it's because it's, it's not academic. It's, it's basic. It's common sense. You know, it really is. It really is common sense. And, but, but that doesn't mean it's easy because it's simple to understand. Doesn't mean it's easy. If it were easy, Everybody were doing it. People say, well, Dave, you know, to stay with this course 70 days, I mean, that's not easy. You know, life gets in the way. And I say, I understand that. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying it's worth it. You got to quit looking for what's easy. The whole world is looking for what's easy. They're addicted to instant gratification. And look at where most of the masses are out there right now. It's probably not where you want to be. They're probably not driving where you want to drive, living where you want to live, making what you want to make, and engaging in having a difference like you want to, like you want to have, right? So you want to be like them, then do what they're doing. But if you want to do better than them, you're going to have to do things they're not doing. You, you, you can't do what comes naturally. You got to do what's unnatural. What's unnatural is to do the stuff you don't feel like doing. What's natural is I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to do it. You want to grow? Be unnatural. The average people are doing what's natural. So true. So what holds people back then? What holds people back from ultimately doing that next thing to, to being excellent or to being a high performer or from whatever? What is that? Because I would love to know because I want to make sure my kids like know this. I, I want to know for myself, right? But is this something I could teach my kids too, right? So what, sure. what is that thing that holds us back? Well, you know, you, you first, you got to look at what, what it's not. It's not everyone else and everything else, you know, and this is what people like to hang their head on. They whip out their black belt and blame. It was the way I was raised. It was a school I went to. It's my ethnic background. It's my education. And all these are outside conditions, but it really boils down to inside decisions. 
Okay, we all go through stuff. That's not the point. We, we can have a class and everybody's got a story. Everybody's had some difficulty, either health, finances, relationship, kids, whatever. What makes us different is how we choose to handle it. So we've got to make better decisions. Quit focusing on conditions to make better decisions. And one of the decisions is to get clear about what I want. Most people don't have that clarity in their lives. And so when you're not clear about what you want and why you want it, let me take the why to another level. So part of a why is when I was living in a dump, I lived in a house with rats for a year when I was 19 years old and our family restaurant business had gone broke. And um, I, I, it, was, it was back in 79 and yeah, it was a tough economy then and all these excuses, but I was able to find three jobs because I lived in a house infested with rats for a year without any furniture, sleeping in a sleeping bag. Now, my why was to get a couch. My why was to have different you know, food to eat other than what I was eating. But it was really the why behind the why. It's not just the couch. What's that couch going to provide? Okay, it's going to provide comfort. It's going to provide a little bit more self-esteem. It's going to provide a little bit less embarrassment if somebody comes over to the house. It's not just why do you want that house? Why do you want that car? What's the why behind it? How are you going to feel driving it? Will it be safer? Will your family enjoy it more? Why do you want that house? What type of holidays can you have in that house? What type of entertaining can you do? How are you going to feel pulling up to it? It's not just the why. It's the why behind the why that makes you unstoppable. I've got too many reasons not to do the right thing today. I've got too many reasons to, 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 to where I can't afford to quit. And so we got to get clear. People do not have clarity. They don't even know what type of person they want to become. Forget about what they want to do. They don't even know what type of person they want to become. You know, in the why workbook, one of the areas is virtue. Okay, what, what virtues do you want to develop? Do you want to become more positive? Do you want to become more consistent? Do you want to be better at keeping commitments? Do you want to become more humble? I mean, you can't hit targets you haven't defined. And, and so if, you, if you're not clear about what you want, you will be all over the place. You will be inconsistent. There's not anything that, that you want bad enough to keep doing the right things and to put in the work to get them. It all starts with clarity. You don't have to have it all figured out, but, but even a young person has to have some general idea of what I'm trying to become, the type of person I want to become, what type of friends do I want to have, what type of things do I want to learn? I mean, get that clarity in your life. Clarity is power. That's what the why is. The why is, is immense clarity in your life. So now you can make decisions based on that clarity. I'll say yes to this. I'll say no to that. I'll say yes to this person. I'll say no to that person because that person is going to make it a lot tougher to become the type of person I'm wanting to become. It's choosing. It's 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 choosing the to be great, not just good, right? Because I can be yeah. good and say yes to everybody, right. or I can be great and learn to say yes to the people and to the things that are going to help make me great. Absolutely. And if I'm trying to get great, you know what, it's not about making everybody happy. It's, you know, because if you're trying to be great, you're going to make some people unhappy. Not everybody can have your time. You're not going to go to the places you used to go. You're not going to spend time doing some of the things you used to do. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's not about getting happy and making everyone happy. It's about getting better. And if you're leading people, it's not about making them happy. Come on, you're not tequila or ice cream or a clown. All right, your job is to get them better. Those things make people happy. You're going to do some things that make them unhappy. You're going to hold them accountable. You're going to give them feedback they may not want to hear. You're going to make them uncomfortable by stretching them with higher expectations. 
our job is not to make people happy, it's to get them better. And it's to get us better so we can get them better. And then when they get better, they tend to get a little happier in most cases. So true, so true. Well, uh, your book, Intentional Mindset, it's out now. Where can people get a hold of that? Oh, they can get a hold of it at Amazon. Amazon got the books before we did. Isn't that something? They got the books before the author. They always of course they did. Of course they did. Off. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get it at our website is learntolead.com. You spell it out just like it sounds. We have a lot of free stuff there in a section called the Insider Club. Learntolead.com, Insider Club, the Why Workbook you can download. The whole 70 day course you can download. None of it costs anything. The 70 videos there that support the 70 days, it's all free. They're one, two, three minute videos. So it's a good resource for you to grow yourself and, and to help others grow. This has been amazing. I just, just hearing your sound bites should be fuel and fire for anybody to go out and uh, get their hands on, on this book or just unstoppable. I mean, just hearing you talk about that, it's been really fantastic. So well, I appreciate you. you being here good luck with the launch and everything you're doing you continue just continue to inspire you're doing an awesome job thank you it's been a pleasure i appreciate your kind words and courtesy scott soundbite king am i right holy moly here we go all right i got i got a few notes here killer instinct is what gets you started Mental toughness is what keeps you going, right? It fuels it. It keeps keeps it rolling. We need both. We need that killer instinct to just like go after it, to fight, to get that initial thing. And then we need that mental toughness that's going to hold us out, right? Um, we need that clarity about our why. We need to understand what that why is. That's what's going to fuel us. A lot of people don't have that clarity. And so they flounder. They don't know what they're doing, as I was doing this morning, right? I was floundering. I didn't have a purpose of the day. I wasn't clear on my actions for the day. Uh, so th thank you for calling me to repentance for that. Um, we confused motion for progress. We confuse speed for direction. We could be going really fast in the wrong direction. We could have motion. We're doing stuff and we think we're making progress, but not so. Check yourself on that. Um, let's see. Consistency. Make sure we're consistent in our actions. Things happen over time, not overnight, right? I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt, so good. And we start to blame things on our conditions instead of really just making those decisions that are gonna transform our lives. And it all starts with intentionality. So his book, Intentional Mindset, is what this is all about. So I'm really, really grateful for you, Dave. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for the sound bites, so good. If you want to find out more information about me or check out the show notes where there's going to be more information and links to the things referenced in this episode, visit scottwaldron.com. And lastly, I'm asking for a little bit of love, just a little bit. So please take a moment, follow, rate the show. The algorithms like that. It helps me get the word out. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And until next time, stay unlocked.